Hey, thanks for stopping by. Remember to follow The Gilded Cast on Instagram. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. And don't forget to rate it and review it. This week, I want you to meet Crystal Hudson, candidate for District 36 of the New York City Council in 2021. Here's what we talked about. Crystal Hudson, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time to speaking with me on the Gilded Cast. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, Crystal, we're nearing the we're nearing primary day. So it's really coming down to the wire. Um, and I think we're all feeling it. You know, we're, we're everyone is putting out uh, is doing their best is just leaving it all on the street on the pavement. What how does how does the campaign look like for you these days? Like how has it changed now that we're pretty much here? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't changed that much because we've been grinding. We're continuing to grind. Um, you know, I'm I'm proud of the fact that I know I'm the the hardest working candidate in my race. Uh, you know, we're we're knocking on doors every day. We're making calls just about every day. We're out canvassing. We've built a very broad coalition of support from the ground up. You and I worked in the city council uh, for a couple of years. We overlapped for a couple of years, and um, and being a staffer is very demanding. It's 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 a lot of work, but you do it because you're passionate about serving the public um, right. and making sure that um, your office is working at its best, that it's at its most efficient and responsive to the needs in fulfilling that passion for serving the public, you know, like it's, it takes, sometimes it takes away from our time to, from our time from family. It's really demanding. It takes time away from family and honestly from taking care of ourselves. And that's really important, right? Cause you want to be at your tip top shape and tip top shape mentally, physically, because otherwise you just burn out and you can't, you can't mm-hmm. keep going on. What has this campaign um, taught you about making sure that you also take care of yourself in order to serve your district at its at your best. Yeah, I mean, I've learned so much about like self care and all the ways in which that uh, that sort of I guess comes to fruition, right? Like, there's so many different ways to take care of oneself. Um, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and I think all of those things are really important. We can't, we can't pursue one without thinking about the others. And so mm-hmm. there was a moment in particular at, towards the end of last year, last calendar year, um, that things were just, it's also like, you know, being a gay black woman, if I'm elected, I'll be the first gay black woman ever elected in New York City. And that there's a lot that comes with that. And, and also just the way people speak about you, you know, being, being a woman and being a woman of color, period, people are already talking about you in a way they're not talking about anybody else. But to be a black woman and to be a queer woman, um, you know, the, the, the things people have said and the way people have treated me has been really eye-opening in ways that I, you know, hadn't expected my eyes to be open. Um, and so I reached this point, I think it was like in November or maybe early December, 
where I was like, I cannot keep going on like this if I don't actually take some time to, to do what I need for my own sanity. And so I went, I had like a 90 minute massage and a Reiki session and tarot reading and like all the things as I was like, I need to get my mind right. I need to center myself. I need to ground myself. I need to remember why I'm doing this work. And, and I needed that. Like I've, I've always heard self care and I'm like, who cares about self-care? Like I need to get shit right. done. And I'm right. just go, exactly. go, 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 exactly. go. For a while I had also convinced myself that the work was self-care. Yes. Right? It was like, oh my gosh. The work that I feel driven to, this is the work that I want to be doing. Uh, and so like, that is, that is like, if I'm not doing this then I feel like I'm not doing the thing that I should be doing. Like what's but my purpose then? Yeah, self-care is so different than that though it's like that's that's fulfillment right right but it's not right. self-care it's not for caring for oneself um so it took me a while to like actually so wild that's yeah, right you're so right that switch because you're right wow. i was like completely you know i was running myself down yeah that's not good it's not good because then you're like you're burned out and then you can't do it you can't fun you can't do any of it Mm -hmm. um, I want to pick up on um, your experience on the trail as a queer black woman mm -hmm. and talk about, I want, I would love to get your thoughts on um, the decision made for Pride March, for the Pride March this year to not include or not allow the NYPD to march. What, there's a lot being said about that. What yeah. are your thoughts? It's funny you asked that because I was just reading that New York Times editorial piece or opinion piece from Roxanne Gay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like just completely aligned with her. I mean, what she says is right, like we have been harmed by police for decades. The first Pride March was created after a police riot in a gay bar at Stonewall, right? Like that's how we even got to Pride was uh, was by um, combating police and coming out of police violence that, that our community had experienced. And so to think about, you know, the ways in which police have always been present at mm -hmm. Pride in a way that I don't know, feels totally authentic. You know, they get, they have like a couple little rainbow colored vehicles they bring out, they have like the LGBTQ officers, which are totally fine. But as Roxanne Gay says in her piece, like we're not saying they're not welcome, but come as a regular person, come as a civilian without your guns and your badges and like celebrate pride as you know, as you are. And you also so happen to be a police officer, but we don't need police, the police state at pride Crystal, what are you fighting for in this race? Mm. I'm fighting to ensure that my community has that voice, that my community is empowered and my community has power and is sitting at all those tables that I was just talking about and is helping to make all of those decisions. I believe deeply in participatory governance. I don't believe, you know, one single person should be making decisions on behalf of the many. I just don't think that's the way forward. Speaking even more specifically 
in terms of you know things like housing and healthcare and education, I'm fighting to ensure that we all have access to all of those things. Black women in New York City die 12 times, uh, are 12 times more likely to die is I guess the way I should say it, during um, birth, you know? And like in New York City, how is that possible? You know, so those are the things that I'm, I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for, you know, my community, my people, making sure that we have all the things that we've been denied and left out of for so, so long. Um, I, I love that you touch on maternal health because it's something that we don't really talk about um, until very recently when celebrities have come out and say, you know what, it happens to me too. Like, yeah, yeah. I have all the resources in the world and it still happens to me. Yep. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, like I, my mom, when I was born, she, like her, her water broke like two days before, or three days before I was actually born. Mm. Um, and, and that's weird to say, but it, it, it broke like two, three days before I was actually born. She goes to, um, her doctor. She's a first time mother in a foreign mm. country with no family around her who can say like something's happening. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have we don't have cell phones and we can text. You can't text with your mom and be like, "This just happened. What's going on?" Right. So she goes to her doctor, um, and they I guess they check her. I don't know, and they're like, "No, you're fine. Go home. Like you're fine." And she goes back like two days later for a scheduled appointment, and they're like, "Girl, mm -hmm. you are past due." Right. And, like, they hospitalized her immediately and I was born the following day, but even then they had to like monitor me from inside the womb. Like, yeah. with, like right. Like you send her back home. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a complete disregard for our lives, you know, and even so like, bizarre. You were just saying, yeah. Even how you were just saying, like, we don't, we haven't really talked about it in a while. It's cause we don't, we don't value women. We don't talk about these things because we don't value women. That's, we don't medical attention around something like Viagra. Right. Right? Which really only impacts men. Mm -hmm. And then like, we don't ever talk about even the same issue that women might be dealing with, or just like anything, like everybody knows what Viagra is. Mm -hmm. Everybody, right? Mm -hmm no matter who you are, what you look like, you know what Viagra is. And that's because there's so much attention paid to men. And we just talk about men. We're like obsessed with men. Mm -hmm. And we just don't ever talk about women in the same way. I mean, I think about this all the time in terms of the care economy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we had caregivers who, who are like family to us because they were in our house every day taking care of my mother for the last eight years. And that whole industry of people who work in other people's homes. They have no protections. You're talking about nannies, you're talking about home health aides, caregivers, house cleaners, like everybody that works in somebody's home as their workplace. They don't have the same protections that the rest of us do when we go to an office or you know, now we're working from home or whatever, but like a traditional place of employment, right? And we've, we don't value that work because it's women doing the work. That's just, that's the reality. Well, with that, thank you so much, uh, Crystal. Um, I really loved our conversation and yeah, I wish you all the best. 
Thank you so um, much. Of luck. Um, June 22nd. I mean, we probably won't find out until much later. Little, yeah, um, a bit. But yeah, I don't know. The election says, you know, they said they say they're going to have have results within a reasonable time frame. So let's see. Let's see what reasonable is. Um, <laughs> I appreciate right. the time and opportunity uh, to be on your podcast. Look forward to hearing it and uh, take care.